0: Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Good evening, the evening edition of the podcast. If you still don't know, we do go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So welcome. And if you need a little help, remind, with a reminder, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And you can add to our text alert system. They'll give you a notification of what we're talking about that day and where and how you can watch or listen to us. figure I might as well remind everyone about this. I usually read it at the end, but lots of people jump off at the end, so might as well read it now in the beginning. Lots to talk about today. New polling from Quinnipiac has Joe Biden even lower in the approval numbers. I know people don't care about the polls. Polls are just that. They're just random samplings of people at a single snapshot in time but when even the democrat polls are showing that Joe Biden is underwater like significant, like he's drowning it's one thing for Rasmussen or Trafalgar or any of these right leaning polling outfits to say it's another thing when Quinnipiac does it because when Quinnipiac shows them shows Joe Biden underwater it's probably true and it's actually probably worse than they're reporting it so we're going to break that down also, we're going to talk about La Caravana Madre, the mother of all caravans, set to disembark this Saturday at 6 a.m. It's, it's, it's crazy. They have an itinerary. They're just posting their itinerary. They don't care. They know when they're leaving. The mother of all caravans. This morning, it was rumored to be 60,000 Telemundo is now reporting it's going to be 95,000 people. 95,000 people. That is enough to fill the vast majority of NFL stadiums in the United States. A 95,000-person caravan of of migrants. Obviously, once they cross the border, they will be illegal aliens to force their way in. We're going to talk about that. Play some footage to put my Spanish to the test and translate it for you, because they are proclaiming that they are ready for war if it comes to it, and that they are the mighty hand of God. That's the caravan saying that. So we'll talk about that. Also going to talk about a few other things, but before we get into all that, as I'm preparing for the show, I watch a lot of clips, right? I watch a lot of television trying to figure out what can we talk about. And every now and then I come across a clip that just, it's a complete time suck, right? It it, it wastes so much of my time because I'm replaying it, replaying it, replaying it, trying to figure out what's happening, why this clip exists, and I want to lead off with it because there's no real way for me to put this in the podcast. I'm, I can't do an hour on this. But it is worth what is worth showing to you right now. This actually might be the most honest and natural CNN segment ever. I want to know what you guys think of it. I'm still kind of speechless to explain what's going on. Let's go ahead, Mr. Producer, Play Cut Zero.
1: Turkeys are great fun. They are very vocal if you clap. Wow. I mean, in some ways, they're a great audience.
0: <laughs> the most attentive audience that CNN has ever had a bunch of turkeys. It's the most that any, that's the most people in any one room who have ever paid attention to what is on CNN at any given moment. Let's play it again. That was, that was kind of weird. Let's play Cut Zero one more time.
1: Are great fun. They are very vocal. If you clap, no. I mean, ways, they are a great audience.
0: <laughs> the best audience that CNN has ever had. Now, before they actually had to count on travelers, so CNN was able to make up most of their viewership in the in the ratings because they were on in all of the different airports. So they were able to say, "Hey, well, we think we know that, that so, so however many million travelers." go through these airports a week. So therefore, that's how many viewers we had. Well, lots of airports have kicked CNN to the curb, so it only makes sense that they are now going after the coveted turkey demographic. And the turkeys are much more attentive than your average human being. Gonna remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars, a great patriot company. And you got to check them out, whether you're, whether you're a cigar smoker or just a history buff. You got to go to libertycigars.com, and you got to check out their their different lines of historical and history centered cigar lines. As I said, they're a patriot company, and all of the packaging is proudly made in the United States. And they have different series of cigars. You can get a box for the Commander series, the Founder series, the President series, and each cigar, each size and blend combination, it's a different historical figure. So not only can you have a great cigar, but you can also learn. A little bit more about American history. It's a truly unique gift for both history and cigar lovers alike. So here's the deal. When you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, they're going to give you a free Benedict Arnold cigar. A free Benedict Arnold cigar on all orders over $76. Again, that's promo code Free B-E-F-R-E-E, at LibertyCigars.com. Okay, let, let, let's get into some of these poll numbers, because they are very, very bad. And, and, and here's the interesting part about all of this. Yeah, <laughs> LJ Jackson says, I would use a cigar at the moment. When I read off these poll numbers to you, of just how many people hate Joe Biden right now. Yeah, it might be, it might be time to light up a Stokey. Let's go ahead and go to image one. This is interesting because I, I like to check Quinnipiac often because they, they put up polls every week, every week and a half. And so I see this. I'm like, oh, that this is what this poll is about. I thought they were going to do presidential approval ratings. They say 78% of Republicans want to see Trump run for president in 2024. Americans now split on the border wall as opposition softens. So that's interesting. That, that's an interesting headline. So I go into it and I click. And I, oh, no, they're they're burying the lead, right? there's a much more significant part of this polling that they're deliberately trying to bury. And that is Joe Biden's approval rating. Because despite the headline being about people want Trump, right? And the border wall is now okay. Go to image two. This is what they're trying to bury. Americans give Joe Biden a negative 37 to 52% job approval rating, while 12% did not offer an opinion I highly doubt that there are 12% of the American people out there who do not have an opinion. But that's neither here nor there. I I suspect that those 12% would probably be negative if they were forced to answer. That number is essentially unchanged from the negative 3853 that he received on October 6th. Keep that up. Keep that up. In today's poll, among registered voters, Biden receives a negative 40 to 51%. So, okay, so that's from Americans to registered voters. This gets a little bit better. But look at the Democrats. Americans give Democrats in Congress a negative 30 to 60. And Republicans, even worse, 23 to 65. I understand that. Conservatives hate Republicans in Congress. So let's take that down. Let's let's stop reading words and let's just look at numbers. Numbers are easier. Put up image number three. Image number three. Do you approve or disapprove of Biden? Overall, 37 to 52. The GOP, 3% of Republicans approve of Joe Biden, 95% disapprove. I want to know who the 3% are. Who are the 3%? Who are the 3% of Republicans who actually think this ass hat's doing a good job? And who are the 2% of apparently GOPers who don't have an opinion? Shocking. 11% of Democrats think Joe Biden's doing a bad job. 80% think he's doing a good job independents, only 28% of independents think Joe Biden's doing a good job. 56% disapprove. Men, only 30% approve. 58% disapprove. Women, 43% approve. 45% disapprove. And this is where you start to see the breakdowns. If you are white with a college degree, 50% of white people with college degrees actually think Joe Biden's doing a good job, whereas 46% say no. And if you do not have a college degree, it completely falls off the face of the earth. Only 25% thinks Joe Joe Biden's doing a good job. 65% say no. Overall, white people, 33% say good job. 59% say bad job. And here is where (laughs) it's like the complete outlier. Well, before we get to that, Hispanic, 33% say he's doing a good job. Whopping 51% disapprove of Joe Biden. I've never seen that from a Democrat president. But here is how you know that there's just some people who have been completely indoctrinated. they, They are unreachable. Black Americans... 65% 65% of black Americans still support Joe Biden, but but 22% disapprove of him. That 22% is high. That, that is high. It's still absurd that 65% believe he's doing a good job, but at some point you, you got to just kind of walk away. If, if 65% of the African-American community believe that Joe Biden is doing a good job, then I don't think that there's any amount of convincing that will change Their minds. We go ahead and take that down. What's amazing, what's absolutely incredible, is Joe Biden. Just a couple months ago, was the most popular president ever. I mean, that's what we're told. 81 million votes. The most popular president ever received more votes than any other presidential candidate in history. I mean, you you think that they they would do ticker tape parades for him for his victory? You, You think that mothers were naming their children Joe? in honor of his great victory. Well, turns out he's not the most popular president in American history. Very obvious. I mean, we've covered the election fraud angle. We've covered the stolen votes angle. We know that Joe Biden did not actually receive 81 million votes. We know that. Just saying the narrative. right? The House of Cards that the Democrats have built has come crumbling down this month. And I want to show you just how significant that fall was. I don't like going to 538.com too much, but I do like their graphics. They have good graphics. So let's go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. You can see here that they have plotted all of the different polls, and they've tried to create an average. <laughs> wait, wait, let me, uh, how popular is Joe Biden? Then switches to unpopular. So when he started out, the average of polls said that, he, that 53% approved, 36% disapproved. And you can see, oh, people are like, oh, this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. All of a sudden, you suddenly you start getting into summer and it just starts completely flipping. And then right here in mid to late August, you see the complete switch. Now, what happened in mid to late August? We had a couple things, but among them was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the wake-up call that people recognized in August that Joe Biden had completely blundered that. That was a turning point. Absolutely a turning point in his presidency. And the approval rating has not changed since then. It's gotten much worse, much, much worse for Joe Biden right now. And this is even just, I mean, this is very sympathetic for Joe Biden to say that only 49.9% disapprove of him. I mean, I, I can go to Real Clear Politics and I, I bet you that they have a, a little, yeah, they're telling a different story. So, at Real Clear Politics their average is a little bit different. They're looking at 51.9% disapproved. So that, that just goes to show how even when you're saying that you are a neutral observer and you're just, you're just reporting the numbers, you can see how this has Joe Biden at almost 52 to 43.7. But when you look at 538, it makes it seem like it's not that bad. It's a little bit better. Instead of 52, looking at 49.9. That's how you can play games with the numbers. You can play games with the numbers, but as they do admit, his disapproval rating could be anywhere in this little orange shaded area. Let's go ahead and take that down. Princess Me says, we don't need polls. Just listen to the people. I agree. I absolutely agree. But polls are a good way of listening to the American people because sometimes you can get stuck in a bubble, right? When you're around just Trump supporters, right? And and that's all you experience. You can kind of think that everyone thinks like you, and that's not always the case, especially in different areas of the country, and vice versa. Democrats made a huge mistake with this in 2016, just presuming that everyone hated Trump, and they never actually listened to the people who did the voting. So you don't want to get stuck in a bubble. You want to poll people, and you can't trust any one polling outfit, but when they're all reporting that the American people hate Joe Biden, it's a good reason to start listening to it. I mean, and, and I, I use that very loosely. We're not going to use this for betting markets or anything. But it's very interesting that even a Democrat-run polling outfit would now report Joe Biden as being terribly, terribly underwater. So what do we do with this? Right? Joe Biden is, the, we've never seen a president this unpopular this soon into his administration. Now, George W. Bush, he had a little bit of a lull. And frankly, if nine eleven hadn't happened, we'd probably be seeing similar numbers from George W. Bush. His agenda wasn't going anywhere. Um, I mean, he he did some things in his first year, but quite frankly, he was kind of just mad. No one really liked him. He wasn't hugely popular. nine eleven obviously a galvanizing moment, and he and he was able to step into that gap and and be the leader that the country needed at that point. Obviously. I'm no George W. Bush fan now, and he's apparently holding a fundraiser for Liz Cheney, so he's not quite the conservative that he pretended to be in the late 1990s, early 2000s. But Joe Biden's numbers, you've never seen this. Jimmy Carter's numbers weren't this bad. Jimmy Carter's numbers did a nosedive, obviously, as the economy got worse and when the American hostages were taken in Tehran. That's what tanked Jimmy Carter. Joe Biden is tanked, tanked, with Democrat-controlled House and Senate. I mean, it's not that he can't get the job done. People don't hate him because he's not doing things. They hate him because they recognize that the emperor has no clothes. They recognize that all of his promises were empty promises, that he never intended to do any of the things he did. And the things that he promised to do and everyone said, oh, he's not gonna do that. He actually followed through, right? (laughs) When he said, I'm gonna repeal all of Trump's border executive orders, People are thinking, well, he can't actually do that. No, he did it. And now we have a caravan, the mother of all caravans, rushing the border, starting their march this weekend. 95,000 people. 95,000. And Joe Biden's plan is to let almost them all in. They'll deport a couple of them. They'll make sure that there's cameras there to see it. But just as with the 15,000 that were living under that bridge in that little shanty town, Sorry, 16,000. They let 15,000 of them in. They deported less than 1,000 of them. What do you think is going to happen when Joe Biden and his crew get their hands on 95,000 illegal aliens? They're going to let them right in. No, Joe Biden is the least popular president ever at this point in his term because he's a failure. He said he was going to get COVID-19 under control. And before this month even started, September, more Americans had died in the first three quarters of this year than all of last year. That's not getting the virus under control. And the reason he can't get the virus under control is his only plan is tyranny. Joe Biden's only plan to get the virus under control is tyranny. Take the vaccine or else you're fired. Take the vaccine or else we're going to destroy your life. Just do it. Take it. That's not controlling the virus. He's trying to control the American people. What we're fast finding out is that you cannot control a virus by controlling the American people. Tyrants have no power over a virus. And frankly, no one actually can control the virus. The virus is going to have to burn itself out. We're still living with lingering variants of the Spanish flu all these years later. Right? It's going to have to fizzle itself out or we're going to have to learn to live with it largely. We can't lock down forever. Joe Biden said he wasn't going to destroy the economy. He was going to destroy the virus. No, he destroyed the economy. This is interesting. I didn't know when I was going to be able to get to this, but it's as good time as ever. Mr. Producer, jump ahead and put up image number eight. This was an interesting fact check. Speaking of Joe Biden destroying the economy, this was on Twitter. And I apologize, it's a little pixelated. Anyone who's been on Twitter on their, uh, on their desktop knows that these are little boxes on the, on the sidebar. And here's Twitter says, what's happening? U.S. National News. Miscaptioned images of empty grocery store shelves are unrelated to current global supply chain shortages. Multiple fact checkers report. Multiple fact checkers report. Well, what did the fact checkers actually report? Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. The AP, Associated Press, If we put it on my screen, the Associated Press reports that the photos don't show grocery store shelves during Trump and Biden presidencies. Huh. Well, they did. they, They found one meme. They found one meme and they took the picture and they did a reverse image search. And they found that it was actually an empty store shelf that was photographed in Australia. So you see what people did is they said, wow, Joe Biden is destroying the economy. I'm going to make some memes about it. So instead of going to a grocery store themselves and taking pictures of the empty shelves that they know are there, they just went online, grabbed a picture of an empty shelf and photoshopped Joe and Kamala Harris next to it, right? So the fact checkers find the ones that are just memes and they fact check them as false, claiming correctly that they're from Australia. They're from some other time period. They're not contemporary pictures. But that's not the point of the meme. The point of the meme is to take an empty shelf and show that this is Joe Biden's doing. If we go ahead, uh, here we go. This is one of the ones I'm talking about. They literally just took a shelf, they Google searched empty shelves and put Joe and Kamala Harris sh- like high-fiving with underneath little signs that said, we did it, we did it. So the fact checkers basically said, okay, this is a lie. I can prove it. This picture is from three years ago. Or this picture's from Australia. That can't have been Joe Biden's fault. So what does social media do? What does Facebook do? Anyone who now posts a picture of empty shelves will get a fact-checking label applied to it that has been proven false. You see how they do it? It's very conniving. It's very deceptive. They take the memes that aren't supposed to be completely accurate representations of the truth. Truth it is art. It is a depiction. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if 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 fact checkers went into some kind of some kind of art gallery, and they looked at like pointillism? You know, pointillism. Pointillism is where you paint a picture with a bunch of little dots, right? And when you look at it, it's just a bunch of dots. But as you back up, all the dots are a different colors. It's kind of like a TV screen, pixels. You can see the picture. Imagine if a fact checker went in. Looked at the pointillism and says, oh, that's not what it actually looked like. I mean, it's art. The memes are art. The meme memes, it's crazy that I'm even saying this, but yes, memes are a form of art. It is people's interpretation of the world around them. And the meme is not always a snapshot in real time. Like <laughs> when we post articles about caravans moving up, we have just generic articles showing large, movements of people, right? Large quantities of people marching down a highway, right? I mean, there's a such thing as stock images. So yeah, now if you post that the the shelves are empty, if you post that the shelves are empty, Facebook and Instagram and all these social networks will now fact check you and say the fact checkers have determined it's false, why? The fact checkers don't want people to be able to point out the very obvious that the shelves are empty because of Joe Biden. We're not talking about <laughs> the toilet paper aisle in the spring of 2020, right? We all know that toilet paper was gone. For whatever reason, to combat combat a respiratory virus, everyone decided to go and buy toilet paper. That was the thing last year. So toilet paper aisles were completely empty. You couldn't even get paper towels because people were doubling... Doubling up on that. So, but that wasn't Trump's fault, right? That was just people being stupid and buying all the toilet paper. This is Joe Biden's fault. I was reading that he actually just appointed someone to head up, I think, the one of the merchant marine agencies in the government who has no actual maritime experience, no actual shipping experience. They're just a climate change expert. That, that's That's real. That, is, that is, is real, a real fact. Don't let the fact checkers tell you otherwise. They, he appointed a climate change activist to head up one of the agencies or bureaus that kind of governs the merchant marine traffic, shipping traffic, in the middle of a complete breakdown of our supply chain. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, Joe Biden has the climate change experts on it. It reminds me of this other news today. Let's see if I can grab it. This one, at some point, someone needs to just wake, wake me up. I, I am not convinced that this is real life anymore. If we go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Rachel Levine. Remember remember this one? This person what, ran, the, ran the healthcare regulatory body in Pennsylvania. And this person was responsible for, much like Andrew Cuomo, putting COVID-positive patients into Pennsylvania's nursing homes. one of the reasons the Pennsylvania nursing homes were among the deadliest in the country last year. This person, who is a biological male, but now identifies as a female, now Rachel Levine, was appointed to Joe Biden's administration, not because this person did a bang-up job with COVID because the data shows not true. And there are many people who claim that this person actually took their elderly mother out of a nursing home and put their mother into a, into a uh, hotel knowing that their order to put COVID patients in nursing homes will be deadly. But this person got appointed to Joe Biden's administration because this person is transgender. Well, now this person is going to be sworn in as a four-star admiral not a military admiral, a four-star admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps, a 6,000-person force that responds to health crises on behalf of the federal government. So Rachel Levine, who history will show, has a body count that rivals Andrew Cuomo, will now be a four-star admiral in this regulatory body, the Health Service Commissioned Corps. Someone needs to wake me up because this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> it's like, this can't be real. This can't be real at all. I'll tell you what is real is the savings you will get if you sign up with Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household, your family, should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. Don't get to choose how you go to the hospital. You don't get to choose how much it costs. Just like an ambulance, they're gonna charge whatever they want to charge because they can. And it can cost upwards of 60 grand. And that was before, before biden inflation. It's only worse now. So don't let, don't let your health care bankrupt your family. Sign up with Air Med Care Network. And for just $85, you'll get coverage for your household for one year, your entire household. So less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. And when you sign up using the link in our description airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So yeah, Rachel Levine, openly transgender health official, being sworn in as a four-star admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service Commission for I want to see if I can find this uh, this this person that Joe Biden appointed for the Merchant Marines. I'm going to see if I can find it. Mr. Buster, maybe you can find it. Um, here we go. Here we go. This is uh, Joe Biden's nominee. Ugh. I don't want to disable my ad blocker. Damn it, Forbes. Um, anyway, I can't get to it. But <laughs> a U.S. maritime administrator with zero shipping experience let's let's go back to my screen here we go here we go there she is (laughs) zero shipping experience during the worst shipping crisis in decades listen i know that i know that people in the military tend to know how to fix things but at this point you kind of want you kind of want someone who's actually shipped something before seems like a no-brainer we gotta take this down go ahead and take down my screen. So Joe Biden, massively unpopular. People waking up and realizing that, oh wow, this was a mistake. Appointing the dementia patient who, who in turn, uh, electing, electing, electing the dementia patient who in turn appoints people who go on vacation instead of fixed crises, probably not the best way to run a country. And as I mentioned, the Caravana Madre, the mother of all caravans barreling down, will depart. They've already made it through Central America. Apparently, they're just base camped in southern Mexico. So it really isn't depart. They've been gathering up their steam. They're in Mexico already. So now they just need to march through Mexico. They're on their way. Joe Biden's not going to stop them. Joe Biden wants them to come. Kamala Harris wants them to come. This is by design. This is intentional. I want to show a little bit of, of what's going on at the border, but before we get to that, I want to play this cut because this is from Telemundo, so it's in Spanish. So there are subtitles, though, so I, I recommend you read the subtitles, and I will explain what they said afterwards for anyone listening to the audio version. But this is—they're referring to the caravan as an exodus. That it, these are not illegal migrants walking on foot. This is an exodus, just like. Just like the Jews fleeing Egypt, the, they say these people are on a holy, a holy march. Really crazy stuff. And the estimate that they total now 95,000. Let's go ahead and play cut number six. Cut six.
2: Vamos a caminar y no es caravana. Es un éxodo de la injusticia, un éxodo de la pobreza, un éxodo lo, por la dignidad de la población migrante. O migran o mueren.
1: Y justamente ese anuncio de los activistas allá en Tapachula nos han dicho que será el día 23 de octubre a las 6 de la mañana cuando los habla un grupo. Y ellos dicen que hay más de 90 mil inmigrantes en esa ciudad listos para partir hacia la frontera de Estados Unidos.
0: Over ninety thousand, over ninety thousand already gathered in Mexico setting off together on Saturday to rush the border. They're not going to wait there and apply for asylum, say, please let me in. They're going to rush the border because we know that Joe Biden has left the border wide open. 90,000. You want to see, you want to see what the, what the Caravana Madre is actually talking about. Miss Producer, you're going to need to make sure that you turn on my voice immediately after you play this clip. You got to do a little bit of, a little bit of magic because I'm going to narrate in English. I'm going to try and put my Spanish to the test, because this one doesn't have subtitles. But this is an interview that one of the organizers of the caravan gave, so please make sure after you turn it on that you immediately raise my mic so I can talk over it. Let's go ahead and play, Mr. Producer. Cut number seven.
2: Y esta vez con papeles o sin papeles estamos listos para la guerra. Si la guardia nacional viene work. y son tan cobardes Guard, para verlos golpear oh, a mujeres y niños, que se preparan porque vamos de la mano de Dios oh, y con because la mano de hands Dios hands no hay arma en contra
1: la mano de Dios. Yeah.
0: And when you are marching in the hand of God, there is not a weapon that can go after the hand of God, basically the gist of it. So with or without papers, they are ready for war and to the national guard and to the national guard, if they're going to be cowards and they're going to hit women and children, be prepared because these, the Caravana Madre is marching in the hand of God and there is not a weapon on earth that can go against the hand of God. That's a, that's a powerful, it's not a perfect translation. But I think that that's a pretty generic what he was saying. <laughs> like, I know, I, I know, I did listen to it before we went to air. That's generally what he's saying. Ready for war. They're ready for war and they are marching and they believe that they are the hand of God. This is not a migrant movement. This is an invasion. It's an invasion. When Listen, this is something we've been saying on the podcast for weeks now. When they tell you what they're doing, believe them. When the caravan of 90,000 illegal aliens sends their spokesperson in front of the cameras and he proclaims that they are ready for war, believe them. Do I think that they're going to run up and shoot at the Border Patrol agents? Probably not, though Border Patrol agents have been reporting an increase in shots fired at them from across the Mexican border. But when they say that they are an army, that they are an army of God and no weapon can, can fight back against the hand of God, believe them. Believe them. They believe themselves to be a weapon of God. They believe themselves to be an army. They're ready for war and they're going to be on the march. It's like the last time the caravans came. Remember, they scaled the fence, the border wall in California and they're waving the flags of their home country. These are people who claimed to be fleeing their home country because of how bad it was. But the first thing they did when they straddled the fence and half of their body was technically not on American soil, I guess it would be in American airspace as a technicality. The first thing that they did when part of their body got into American territory was to wave the flag of the oppressive country that they said they were fleeing. No, that is not what migrants or refugees do. No, that is what an invading army does. When an invading army scales the wall, they change out the flags. So when you hear them say what they're going to do, believe them. Believe them. The infantry guy says, talking smack, calm down. No, this is, that guy, I believe I was researching him. He is an American-Mexican dual national. He is organizing this caravan. And he is going to rush the border with 90, 95,000 people. And that number is going to get larger because there's a lot of other migrants who have been just chilling at the U.S.-Mexico border waiting for their moment. But listen, if, if they were waiting for their moment, the moment is to join the Caravana Madre, mother of all caravans, and, and cross as 100,000 people strong. When they say, when they admit what they're doing, believe them. And Joe Biden, not only does he have no plan, he wants them to come in. In August, the Supreme Court ruled that the that the Biden administration broke the law when it decided to end Donald Trump's Migrant Protection Program, also known as Remain in Mexico. They didn't actually call it Remain in Mexico because I, I guess they were afraid of the acronym RIM being used in like a, in like a sexual way. So they called it MPP, but it's the remaining Mexico policy. Joe Biden, Joe Biden got rid of it, but he did it in a way that was illegal. He didn't go through the proper mechanism of canceling previous executive actions. So obviously the state of Texas sued and said, you can't just do this. You did illegally. The Supreme court ultimately agreed. And in, in mid to late August, the Supreme court ordered the Biden administration to re implement, remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico is the idea that when a migrant shows up at the border, they're able to claim asylum, but then they have to wait in Mexico while that asylum case is adjudicated. The alternative is catch and release. That's where a migrant shows up at the border, enters the United States, says, I want to claim asylum. And then the administration lets them go wherever they want, helps them go wherever they want, gives them a notice to appear and says, hey, by the way, show up on this date, make sure you attend. This is going to be your deportation hearing. Definitely don't skip out on your hearing. Let's catch and release. So Trump said, well, catch and release is insane. So we're going to do remain in Mexico. Well, Joe Biden ended it. Supreme Court said you did that in an illegal manner. You have to reinstate it. That was back in August Joe Biden and his administration didn't listen to the Supreme Court. They did not reinstate Remain in Mexico. A month went by, and now two months went by, and they have not re-implemented it. They said that they expect to reimplement it sometime in November. But there's also a big caveat that they are working on a way to end it legally, so that even when they re reimpose it, they can then just cancel it again. And this time they said they'll do it in the right way so that, that Texas can't use a technicality to shut it down. Remain in Mexico was one of the most successful programs at the border because it put an end to fraud. It respected the rights of bona fide asylum seekers and made made it a waste of time for people trying to defraud the asylum system. What's the point of, of sitting in Mexico for six to 12 months if you're filing a fraudulent claim? There's no point. Then when it's actually adjudicated that it's a fraudulent claim, then you're added to the system and the next time they catch you, that's that's felony re-entry. That's a crime at that point. So people are like, no, what's the point? I'm not going to try to game the system. The system is, is closed down. Joe Biden shut it down, was ordered to restart it, and then never did. And he's only going to restart it after the mother of all caravans gets here. And after DHS has figured out a way to game plan it and to make it all work. If we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer, this is the bill that would stop that. And this is the topic of our fax Blast today. If you haven't already signed up for our email newsletter, please do. Link is in the description. We run fax Blast campaigns, campaigns to put massive pressure on Congress to pass bills or to kill bills. This is one of those bills that absolutely needs to be passed. And like so many other common sense pieces of legislation, this bill is one and a half pages. Technically, it's one page if they, if they changed the header a bit and got rid of this whole paragraph of all the co-sponsors. It's two paragraphs, right? 13 lines. This bill, H.R. 1259, this bill would require that the Biden administration re-implement permanently the Remain in Mexico policy. In fact, the act is titled Return Excessive Migrants and Asylees to International Neighbors in Mexico Act Remain. It's literally just what it says. It's, it's just one actual paragraph. So this, is, this part's the title, and then this part is what the actual bill would do. Notwithstanding any other provision of law, the Secretary of Homeland Security shall implement the mig- Migrant Protection Protocols in accordance with the memorandum of Secretary of Homeland Security Nielsen entitled Policy Guidance for Implementation of the Migrant Protection Protocols dated January 25th, 2019. That's it. It would say you shall do it. It's not you may, it's not you should, it's not you can, you shall. Common sense. Absolutely common sense. Supreme Court said you had to do it. Biden said no. Because Biden is an unconstitutional tyrant president. Biden doesn't care about the Supreme Court. For all the talk that Democrats had about Donald Trump defying the courts, here we have Joe Biden sitting on a Supreme Court order for months and saying, yeah, I'll get around to it. But, oh, by the way, when I do get around to it, don't expect it to be there for long because I'm just going to ax it again. This bill would stop it. And our fax blast campaign today is to put pressure on Congress to pass this bill. Because 95,000, 95,000 migrants, that number will go north of of 100,000 by the time they pick up more stragglers. 100,000 migrants. You saw what happened with 15,000, 16,000 crossing at once. Border Patrol had to go on horseback. And they got completely maligned for it. They actually got banned. They can no longer use horses. So all those horses are now, I guess, going to go to the glue factory. I mean, sorry if that's going to offend people's sensibilities, but when government prohibits or, or gets rid of horses, that's where they go. They're they literally slaughtered. There's no retirement home. They're, they don't like send the horses out to pasture to just hang out. No, they, they literally slaughter them. Tell that to your liberal friends the next time that they bring up that the horse, the mounted Border Patrol agent's We're bad. I think you're going to freak out a lot of uh, animal activists if you explain that to them. But it was bad. It was terrible. It was 15,000, 16,000. It was complete bedlam at the border. They couldn't handle it. It got so bad, as we showed on this podcast. Illegal aliens were just walking back onto the Mexican side to get takeout. That's true. They set up their camp, they made a little hut underneath the bridge and then they go back across the Rio Grande into Mexico, buy some takeout in Mexico and then bring it back. They had Uber Eats running across the Rio Grande. If that's what 15,000 means, imagine the pure chaos of 100,000 crossing at one time at one location. And no, Greg Abbott parking all of the cars in a row, that's not going to stop 100,000 people. A border wall won't even stop 100,000 people. Like 100,000 people are getting over a wall, getting over a fence. There's no barrier that can stop 100,000 people. The, The only thing that can stop them is changing the law, changing the enforcement of the law to no longer incentivize their entry. The minute that they realize they're not getting let in, they won't try to come in. Or maybe they'll try to, maybe some will try. But they are making this journey because they know that Joe Biden will let them in. Not only will he let them in, but he will send them wherever they want to go. Whether they are COVID positive or not, they will send them wherever they want to go. Here is a clip of Jen Psaki. Here's a clip of Jen Psaki being asked about that by, of course, Ducey, the only one who's asking real questions at the White House press briefing. Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, was asked about the Biden administration being caught flying migrant children around the countries in the middle of the night into Florida and Texas to resettle them in secret in the middle of the night. And her response, well, I don't think it was the middle of the night. Let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number five.
1: Yep, go ahead, Peter.
0: Thank you, Jen. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night?
1: Uh, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night, but let me tell you what's happening here. our
0: our 4.29 a.m., very he, early in the morning. Here we are $20. talking about it, early flights, earlier
1: than you might like to take a flight. Um, it is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children. Until they swiftly, can be swiftly unified with a parent or a vetted sponsor. And that's something we take seriously. We have a moral, a right, obligation to, uh, com- to do that and deliver on that. As a part of the unification process, our Office of Refugee Resettlement facilitates travel for children in its custody to their families or sponsors across the com- country. So in recent weeks, uh, unaccompanied children pass through the Westchester Airport, which I think is what you're referring to, en route to their final destination to be unified with their parents or vetted sponsor. It's no surprise uh, that kids can be seen traveling through states, uh, not just to New York. It's something that we're also working to unite children with their family members or vetted sponsors.
0: She says that we have a moral obligation. That is a bunch of hogwash. It is one thing to say that you want to help people fleeing legitimate oppression. There is not a country in Central or South America that is experiencing government-sponsored oppression. There are no killing squads. I mean, you, you, you look at like Nicaragua and like the 1970s, 1980s, they, they were at civil wars, right? It got so bad that the, the tyrants in power would actually take people, take the dissidents and they would disappear them. That's where that word came from. Oh, they got disappeared in Central and South America. They would actually take their political opponents into helicopters and drop them into active volcanoes because nobody. That's how they would kill their political opponents, anyone who spoke out against the regime. That's not happening right now. The laws we have on the books to allow for Central and South American migrants to cross our borders by claiming political asylum or any kind of asylum, they date from a time when political asylum seekers, if they were sent back, would have been thrown into a volcano out of a helicopter for daring to speak out against the regime. That's not happening now. Yeah, they're fleeing poor countries, but living in a poor country does not qualify you for asylum. Yes, there is gang violence in that, but there's gang violence in every single major city on earth. That does not qualify you for asylum. People are claiming, oh, they're fleeing abusive spouses, domestic violence. Shameful. No one should ever strike a spouse. Never. Of of course not. It's despicable. But does that mean that you get to just enter the United States? And I was looking at U.N. statistics, take them for what they are, but they're estimating that as many as 40 percent of women on Earth have reported that they have been battered by a spouse or significant other. Are are we just saying right here and right now that 40 percent of all women on Earth just have the right to enter the United States? Not just enter the United States, but tell us specifically where in the U.S. they want to go and have the government put them on a government taxpayer funded flight and fly them where they want to go give them a notice to appear in court. And when they don't show up, say, oh, oh, well, that's a right? Of course not. Of course not. Our asylum system is designed to help people who are fleeing legitimate oppression, right? Or or they're fleeing natural or human disasters. So to actually be oppressed, the, the standard for asylum seeking is that you are being so oppressed that if you were to go back You would be killed because of who you are. I'll say it again. You are being oppressed. You are being targeted by your your government. That if you were to return home, the government would see your name on the manifest and you would be executed. There is not one asylum seeker in the Caravana Madre who can claim that. There is not one. I I don't want to say they're nobodies. But in the world of politics, in the world of political retribution, they are quite literally nobodies. No one in their government will assassinate them if they see them on a flight back home. No, nothing will happen to them. They'll just have to live in their home country, which they hate. Which, congratulations, half the time I hate living in this country under Biden. That doesn't qualify me for asylum. (laughs) And there'd be nowhere to go. There's nowhere left to go. This is the last stand for freedom on the globe. The last stand for freedom. But they claim that, oh, I just don't like living where, I, where I'm where I'm from. Or oh there's no there's no jobs. And the fact that you can't find work is not a condition of asylum. There are legitimate, legitimate refugees around the world who would be killed for who they are. You talk about the Yazidis. You talk about the Yazidis in, in Syria. Killed for who they are. Right, you talk about Christians. There there is a we're almost on the brink of civil war in Lebanon again. There was open street fighting last week between Christian and Muslim militias in Beirut, Lebanon. The last time there was a civil war, there was a massive exodus of of Lebanese Christians because they're like, "Hey, I don't want to just get murdered. I'm out." More more Lebanese Christians live outside of Lebanon than in Lebanon. There are legitimate Refugees around the world who, if they go home, they will be executed because of who they are or what they are or what they believe. Not a single member of the mother of all caravans can claim that there is no genocide in Central and South America, in part because of the United States and our sphere of influence. For 50 plus years, we have made sure that all the countries in our hemisphere, in our Western hemisphere, that they align with the United States. And we've helped foment civil wars over it. We've helped foment civil wars to make sure that the guy in power is the guy that we like. So, no, there's no genocide in the Western Hemisphere right now. There's no genocide. Of course not. But they're all claiming asylum under the same laws that would protect people fleeing genocide or political persecution. Gotta tell you two things. This podcast is sponsored by MyPillow. Gotta help out MyPillow. You gotta support my pillow, Mike Lindell. It's an American company, these are American employees, and the media, the left, they're trying to kill this company. So I know we've been we've been hawking the pillows a lot. I get it, but they, this is a good company. It's a good man. These are good men and women making these products. We gotta support them. So go to mypillow.com, use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21. Charlie Delta 2-1, and you can get up to 66% off. Also, you got to go to the link in our description, and you got to pre-order The Reawakening. It's a docu-series that's going to talk about all these reawakened tour events. you got to pre-order it. And when you pre-order it, again, using promo code CD21, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to enter it into the running to get a behind-the-scenes backstage pass at one of of these events. Also, you're going to get entered into the running to meet General Flynn. All told, $1,000 value. Pre-order it. Use promo code CD21 when you do it. Yeah. It's it's very, very important. The reawakening. Last bit before, before we go. There was something that the Washington Post put out that was pretty disgusting. It was pretty disgusting because they're trying to cover they're trying to cover for Joe Biden, if you go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. They're trying to cover for Joe Biden, and this is how they're doing. They're saying, <laughs> "Don't rant about short-staffed stores and supply chain woes. Try to lower expectations." They're saying, "Just lower your expectations. Just lower your expectations. Yeah, your Christmas toys won't get here in time. Lower your expectations. Apparently, all the turkeys are too busy." too busy doing gobble-gobble for CNN employees, there's not going to be any turkeys on, the sh- on <laughs> in the freezers for Thanksgiving. Lower your expectations. Which is why I agree that Joe Biden should, if we take this down, Joe Biden should change his campaign slogan, go to image number nine, he should change his campaign slogan to, image nine, lower your expectations. And this is why, to go full circle back to the beginning, Joe Biden is the most hated president in American history, at this part of his term. The American people realized that he was a snake oil salesman. They realized that he was not elected. He was selected. And they realized that everything he touches turns to shit. And when chaos and crises envelop the nation, he's asleep and his deputies are on vacation. So it is is no surprise that the American people are turning on him. I would be depressed if they were not. Also, a little bit of good news. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, the Seattle police officers and firefighters, Seattle police officers and firefighters who were fired for not getting the vaccine. They are out today feeding the homeless. They're out today feeding the homeless, doing what they should have been allowed to do in uniform but were fired for being unvaccinated, unclean. Ms. Producer, I did just send one video that I wanna play before we go. This is of one of those police officers, one of those sergeants signing off for the last time. We're gonna get a lot more of these videos in the coming days and weeks as more of these vaccine mandates go into effect. Good officers, lifelong public servants, actual public servants, not not the bad officers that we talk about all the time, Good public service servants being forced out because of their medical history. I wanna play this because there's a little bit of a twist at the end. Let's go ahead and play that video, Mr. Producer.
2: Mm-hmm. One, Due to my personal choice to take a moral stand against for medical freedom and personal choice. I will be signing out of service for the last time today. After nearly 17 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, it has been my honor and privilege to work alongside all of you. I wanna take a moment to thank those that have helped me be successful, to be safe, and to go home every day. At the end of each shift, to hear the the ripping of that Velcro is a relief to my wife and kids. I wanna admonish each of you knowing that despite what the press releases and the news conferences are saying to downplay this role, we all know in this district on the 19th, there will be 51 of the 75 troopers available and only seven of the 11 sergeants. So please, please, please take care of each other. So please take care of each other. Be safe and make sure you all go home at the end of each day. Again, thank you to each and every one of you that have stood alongside me and that we have helped each other out. But as for me, I am out of service and on to new adventures. On behalf of your D5 co-workers, I wanna say you've been a pleasure to work with for the last almost seventeen years. You've accomplished great things here and built amazing friendships along the way. You've led your crew in dui year after year, been an FTO, a DRE, and peer support member, and most recently made sergeant last year. This agency is losing an outstanding, hardworking, determined, and caring individual. I'm honored to have been your dispatcher, but mostly proud to be your wife. Our future is bright. Thank you so much for your service, Linton. And thank you for yours for being
0: by my side. That's a a plot twist. Dispatcher is his wife. Didn't see that. A couple people were were predicting it in the comment section. Didn't see that plot twist coming. Get choked up thinking about it because rumor is that the wife is being fired too. Gotta do what's right. You gotta do what you think is right. Got to stand your ground. And yeah, they're going to lose a lot. They're going to lose a lot of of, of police officers, a lot of sergeants, a lot of good public servants. You got to stand up for what's right. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. So if you like, listening to Amazon devices, the Kindle device or whatever, as you're doing your chores or whatever, you can listen to the podcast there. If you can, please do subscribe to the Apple podcast version and give us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. Again, we go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, two shows a day. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little bit of a reminder, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and you'll get added to our text alert system, which will tell you what we're talking about that day and giving you links to where and how you can watch it. Also, go to the link in our description to sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very, very important if you haven't already. That's how you're going to get access to our fax blasts like the one we ran today to stop this caravan. Again, my name is Max McGuire. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.